Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Real Estate Investing Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. We have a special guest for, for you today, Alina Trigub. Welcome, Alina. Hi, everyone. Hi, Pilly. Hi, Jason. Thank you so much for having me over. Great to be here. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Alina. And a little bit more about Alina. Alina is the founder and managing partner of Samo Financial. It's a boutique private equity firm specializing in helping a select group of people with various wealth and introductions of the credit investors that are looking to help manage their wealth and find ways to stay on taxes legally, and then of course, make additional passive streams of income. Alina's business model has been articulated well by Warren Buffett's indicating that someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Nice. And Alina is also the founder of uh, two great meetup groups, The Power of Passive Investing Through Real Estate, which uh, in New Jersey and New York, we've actually been to the meetup in New Jersey. Great it's a meetup. Great meetup and has offered educational webinars in collaboration with various administrators of self-directed IRA companies. And she's also helped her clients to acquire and invest in over 1,187 apartment doors, over 500 storage units, and over $5 million fund focused on mobile home parks. Boom. Wow. So wow. with all that said, <laughs> thank you so much for that. How did you and why did you first get started in real estate investing? Thank you for that introduction, Jason. Um, so the reason um, kind of why I got started in real estate is because I had a pain point to solve. Um, all of these years, for many years, I've been worried that um, all of the investments for myself and my family are in Wall Street, uh, whether it's a 401ks or whether it's IRAs or whether it's just regular brokerage accounts. Everything was in Wall Street, whether it was stocks, bonds or mutual funds. And I was looking for a way out of Wall Street, uh, maybe not completely, but for a way to diversify out of Wall Street into something else. And real estate has been on my mind for many, many years, but um, I just didn't know how to approach it, uh, what to do with it. So I started doing research in real estate while I was working and um, just a little bit of background on uh, what I was doing. Um, I started out as a tax accountant, so my background is in accounting and taxes. And later on in my career, I switched to technology and became a liaison between business and technology folks. And throughout all of these years, uh, part of my roles have always been doing the research and analysis. So while doing the analysis for work, I was doing the research and analysis for my own uh, personal benefit to see um, how can we find a way out of Wall Street. And I came across, um, while doing research on real estate, I came across the site called Bigger Pockets, which I had no idea what it was at that time. And as I was going through uh, new words started popping up and one of these words was syndication and I started looking into that, researching further, asking people questions, networking with others. And finally, about five years ago, I took a leap and decided to invest in syndication um, as an equity partner, just to see what it was like, um, what kind of investing would it be. Um, I sort of um, enjoyed uh, 
doing that and then I invested in another and then another and I, I like the process I like the benefits of investing in a syndication and I felt that it would be beneficial not only for me but for a lot of other people because I felt like a lot of other folks were also solely invested in Wall Street and were looking for ways to diversify the Wall Street and you know we we know everyone knows about volatility of the stock market, especially with the recent developments. Everyone saw how in the last few months um, the stock market was uh, going up and down almost instantaneously every day. And there is absolutely no way to control that. And there's absolutely no way to predict that. I mean, people can predict some fluctuations to a degree, but not you know completely. And th there is no way to manage or control it. Uh, and that's what been worried me for many, many years, and I'm sure it worries a lot of other folks. Um, so I was really thrilled when I came across syndications because not only um, it was a way to diversify into something else, it was a way to diversify something that was um, a lot more controllable and a lot more manageable. And while I was investing as a passive investor, which equity partner is, um, the investments uh, were not controlled by general partners that are in full control of the properties. They have a plan that they're working with. They have a strategy that they're planning to undertake, and they are fully controlling how their investment is going to go. They're fully controlling the asset and following their plan um, and keeping their investors up to date and as to what's going on. And all of that while reaping the rewards of being a partial property owner because as a partial property owner, you're also eligible for some of the tax benefits that no one ever in a stock market eligible for. In addition to that, while you're a passive investor, you're also collecting um, dividends, which in a way is residual income because while you're in that investment, it's purely residual. There is absolutely no work on the equity partner side to do. All they're doing is they, they, they watching the investment grow and they're watching what the general partners are doing. So um, I realized these benefits and I thought this would be a great way to spread the word and help a lot of other people that are in exactly the same situation as I am and want to diversify into real estate but don't necessarily have the bandwidth or have no interest in becoming active levelers. So this would be perfect for them. And out of this, Samo Financial was born. Um, I started spreading the word by talking to my immediate friends and family. And later I started my own meetups as Jason mentioned, one in New York, one in New Jersey, uh, and started spreading, spreading the word that way. And then by networking, word of mouth, and just talking to people, collaborating with different folks on social media platforms, virtually online and offline, uh, the word got around and uh, we're at uh, almost a year, end of the year one for Semo Financial, where the company is growing and people realizing the benefits of being passive investors and now coming to me um, and asking for help and asking to help them uh, diversify their portfolio and help them invest into real estate as majority of the syndications are private placement so it's not something that's publicly advertised or easily available to anyone in, in a lot of cases people have to be accredited investors so um, we're helping them understand what that accreditation means we're helping them understand how the process works and we're helping them select the investments that are um, suitable for their particular situation
Sorry if this was a long wet answer, but no, I was trying to. So much information there that we can that we can hone in on. But since we've already sort of like touched on it, when somebody asks you, what do you typically typically tell people you do when they ask? Uh, I typically say that I'm a real estate investor that helps others diversify the Wall Street into passive uh, real estate investing. Perfect. So I, I want to touch a little bit about some of the the first syndication you invested in because a lot of people do this research and they never take the action right what, what was what was something that triggered the first one that you invested in? like what stood out for it how did you analyze it and say okay this is the right deal for me to get into um i would say being um educated and understanding the process so um I took time to get acclimated to the environment, get educated on the terms and understand what I was doing. So I, I read a bunch of books um, about real estate investing, about syndications, uh, as well as about personal development. Um, I also started networking excessively with people that were on both sides, either general partners in syndications and then limited partners in syndications as well. And not necessarily asking how it was going for them, but more or less asking them uh, about the experience and the, the overall benefits and what was the process for them. And then translating it um, into my own thoughts and designing my own strategies to what would make sense for me. And then by being fully educated and understanding the terms that I saw um, in the investment offerings for each particular deal, um, I took a leap and jumped, uh, jumped into action and invested into the first indication. And I would say, uh, once I invested into my first deal, it was a lot easier to invest in the second and the third just because um, I already went through that experience. I knew what to expect and I, you know, I felt experienced and I felt fully confident uh, that I had the necessary skills, background and education necessary to start investing and obviously, you know, a lot of people may say that, you know, um, education because again, I have undergrad in accounting and MBA in finance. So obviously these degrees are very helpful for me in doing the research and understanding the terminology and the investments. But um, if uh, anyone, it really doesn't matter what you're degree in, but if you take the time to educate yourself, understand the terms and understand the process of syndications, uh, I would say anyone and everyone can do it as long as they're qualified uh, by SEC terms to be the accredited or sophisticated investor based on the offering uh, details, and anyone can do it. I want to I wanna touch on what you just said. You're right. Anyone can do it. You have to play on your strengths. Your strengths just have to happen to be in taxes. <laughs> so you do have that leg up. But like you said, anybody can do it. You just have to write, find the right people to put around you. So for instance, you would make a great team member because you have the education now, you know how to do it. So for any of you listening out there, you find somebody like Alina to partner up with, to learn from, and then you go from there. 
So now, and that's a great transformation into what you've done for your investors, right? You learned what you were doing so you could help other investors. What, what are some of the questions that are common questions from investors when they're, when they're new into this, when maybe they've only invested in the stock market or, or just like you said, have money into some kind of retirement account. And now they haven't even thought of real estate as an investment vehicle, let alone even known syndication was available. What are some of the common questions you get from them when they're, when they're starting to research, research this area to invest in? Sure. So uh, for a lot of people, they, one of the common questions is, what is syndication? Because it's not a commonly used word and most people don't know what it means. Um, a lot of folks are asking whether they can participate in a decision-making and syndication. And then they're asking, um, how fast will they get their money back? How save the investment? And you know, while my answer is uh, no, nothing is safe, and nothing is. This is not FDIC secured. It's not a CD where you get a one and a half percent and you'll get your money back in 24 months. But while it's not safe, it's a lot more secure than the stock market in the sense that, um, again, as I men mentioned earlier, it's. Uh, there's a lot more control by the general partner or partners um, into the asset where in a stock market, there is absolutely no control over stock. Like for instance, if uh, Pili, you and I are drinking Starbucks coffee every day and it, all of a sudden, instead of drinking one cup, start drinking five cups a day, it will have absolutely no correlation on Starbucks stocks. Where with the asset, when the general partners... Tried. You try it? Okay. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't help. Okay. Uh, maybe stop drinking Starbucks altogether. It's a, it's a waste of money anyway. Anyway. Coffee. Yeah, too much coffee. Too much and too much sugar. So where with the asset when um, you know when investors buy property together with limited partners and general partners, the general partners have full control, other than the weather conditions, of course, they have full control over the asset. They decide what strategy to implement, how to reposition the asset, what to renovate, how to place new tenants, what strategy to use to advertise units, which tenants to, re to replace and so forth. So they have full control over the asset and over the decision-making power as to how to bring the asset to life, how to increase the value of the asset, how to make sure it depreciates, and how to make sure that they give the money back to their investors. So um, that's a huge difference between the stock market and uh, real estate investing in general. Um, you know, in, in terms of other questions, investors are also asking uh, what each of the terms means because uh, again, th these are not some of the things that they've been uh, privy to or uh, these are not some of the things that they're common to. But just like anything else, this is all learnable. And by um, reading about it, by asking questions and by getting through several offerings, uh, anyone and everyone can get educated and acclimated with the terminology and start investing in syndications. So say I'm a new investor, I'm just looking into syndication. Who do, what do I, what do I look for in, in a partner, in somebody as a, as a private investor? Who would I look for? What, what, what questions would I ask? For the operator. For the operator. Sure. And uh, Pili, just to elaborate on that, um, I, I say to every single investor, there are several things you need to look at. You need to look at the deal sponsors, 
you need to look at the market and you need to look at the deal itself. So when it comes to the deal sponsor, as they also commonly call general partners or syndicators, uh, these are the people uh, that hopefully have been in business for a long time. So I, I actually have a list of questions that I offer to um, all uh, limited partners that want to use these questions to ask the syndicators. Um, ask the deal sponsor how long have they been in business, or what are their strategies, uh, how often will they send the communication to the investors, how are they looking for their properties? What type of assets are they invest? Because again, not everyone invests in multifamily. Some folks invest in office space or mobile home parks or storages, and et cetera. There, there are tons of commercial asset classes that people can invest in. Um, and then aside from the deal sponsor, I also tell the people always look at the market. Uh, when you're looking at a specific investment, let, let's say it's an apartment complex. I always tell people, uh, look at the market. Uh, does the market have the infrastructure? Uh, are the people coming into this market? In other words, is the population growing? Uh, is there uh, a big job market? Are there several major industries in the market that will support the growth? Will there be enough demand so uh, the tenants will keep coming into this market and uh, will uh, rent the place from us. In, in other words, is uh, the supply justified by the demand? So those are the kind of questions that need to be asked. And then once those are the questions that are answered positively in the way that uh, they would make the investor interested in a particular deal, they have to look at the offering itself and see whether the offering makes make sense. Uh, look at the underwriting. Uh, does it show that the investors are, will potentially get dividends uh, throughout the life of the investment? Um, is the IRR among the same lines as the cash and cash returns? And whether the overall lifetime of the investment is the time for which uh, this particular investor can live without good funds. So in other words, I tell the investors that syndication is not something liquid. So if you're investing money in a syndication and it's underwritten, underwritten for five years, plan that you will not have this funds for at least five years. Granted that the asset can be sold in two or three years when it's fully renovated, but I don't want uh, people to have the false assumption that they may necessarily get all of the funds, or even a fraction of the funds in two or three years. I want them to be fully prepared that they will not have access to the funds for maybe five years or longer, but they will be getting dividends throughout the lifetime of investments. They will be fully aware of what's going on because the general partners will keep them in the loop of how the investment is performing um, and they will get the uh, gain from syndication at, at the end of the asset life once the investment is sold and once it makes sense to sell it. So you've helped investors invest in mobile home parks and uh, storage units and, and, and of course apartments. How do you size up the best investment? Now, do you look, let me backtrack. Do you look at the investment and then the investors that of what they want to be in? Or, or how do you differentiate between these spaces? Absolutely. So um, when I first meet uh, an investor for the first time, and when I say meet, it could be an e-meeting because I, I have uh, investors as far as East, West Coast, California, um, as well. It doesn't really matter where people keep, people can be located uh, abroad for, for all that matters. 
so I, I have a specific list of questions that I go through with investors. I want to understand their background, their education, uh, their experience, uh, just so it makes it easier for me to help them learn the process, learn the how syndication works, and then learn what their goals and aspirations and plans are, because not everyone has the same goals and ideas. And while some folks want to stick to multifamily only, or want to stick to a specific market, let's say they want to stick to uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas only, nothing else. Other folks want a full diversification. So uh, it, it may not be enough for them to just diversify out of the stock market. They want to diversify into, let's say, one apartment building, one storage unit, and one mobile home park. And once they have these investments, and let's say they're in three states, they want to go into other states. So um, I ask all these questions and I cater uh, my investment offerings to my investors. In other words, if I have a multifamily apartment complex in Texas and uh, my investor wants a storage unit in Florida, I will not even offer him the multifamily in Texas because I know it's not something that they're interested in. So yes, to, your, to answer your question, in short, I do cater my investment offerings to my investors. Looking forward, where does Simul Financial go? What what does the next five years look like? Um, so I I don't necessarily plan five years ahead, but planning for 2019 for the full year ahead, uh, I plan to expand my um, asset classes offerings. I I'm always researching other asset classes. For instance, right now um, I'm looking into uh, senior living, residential, uh, senior living, and other um, asset classes that are specifically targeting seniors and you know if I decide that this is one of the asset classes they want to offer my investors I may potentially start bringing um, the senior facilities as an offering to to my clients um, aside from that the plan is to also look um, into other asset classes as well as um, to help investors diversify further, maybe even beyond going beyond syndications, but uh, definitely growing my investors base, helping investors get educated, and maybe offering uh, some sort of education to to people that have um, absolutely no experience or background in real estate investing in general, and helping them get acclimated with the process a lot faster and sooner by getting them educated um, and. You know, just helping folks that are either tired landlords or busy professionals and don't, don't want to um, become active investors and continue helping them and expect expanding the client base. So a lot of people, when they're raising money, they, they have a difficult time, one, thinking about how to find investors and then how to, how to have that talk track. What has been, if someone's out there trying to raise money and maybe it's a new arena for them. What has been successful for you growing your investor network? Sure. So even before I started investing in real estate while, you know, uh, working at my corporate career um, in the corporate world, um, I realized that um, any, almost anything and everything we, we do touches people. So it's all about human relationship. It's all about human capital. And depending on how we treat people, how we work with people, uh, you know, our results may differ. And the same applies to real estate. It's, it's 
about human relationship. It's working with people. So the very best ways to um, uh, attract the investors audience is just to be authentic, be yourself and tell people like it is. Uh, spread the word about what are you doing, how are you doing it, and uh, what kind of expectations people may have, and just explain them the business. Um, I don't go uh, around selling it. I, I just tell people my story. This is how I started. This is what I do. And these are the kind of benefits I get. And if someone is interested, they'll start asking questions. If they're not interested, then it's it's just simply not for them. It's It's not about selling anything it's about spreading the word uh, and explaining to people what kind of benefits they will get by passively investing in real estate and for those that uh, are interested in building their wealth and um, adding some passive income to their portfolio and having some tax benefits uh, they will jump on this opportunity they will not delay so and there have been a lot of folks that have been um, increasingly learning and deciding to jump on this. And uh, one of the ways um, that I do it is by partnering up with the companies that offer self-directed accounts, uh, either as custodians or as managers and offering uh, free webinars to people and educating them through these webinars as to how they can leverage their self-directed accounts uh, first of all, to, to create how to create these accounts, and second of all, what I do, I explain to them how they can leverage the self-directed accounts to invest in syndications, and that's the best way by just educating people and spreading the word about syndications. So let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about the meetups. Why start a meetup, and how has it been beneficial to your business, and why should others start a meetup? So the reason I started the meetup is because I personally wanted to be surrounded by like-minded people. And while my meetup is called The Power of Passive Investing through real estate, uh, not everyone has uh, identical understanding or rather identical definition of what passive investing in. A lot of folks think that passive investing is buying a single family home, placing a tenant and then getting a, getting a call in the middle of the night about uh, the toilet not flushing. Uh, to me, <laughs> passive investing is slightly different. To me, passive investing is when you take your funds and you passively invest into investment that's managed by someone else, where you get no phone calls, where you're not actively involved, where you're not managing the investment, you place your fund with someone else and you reap the benefits of being a passive investor. Um, and so the these meetups have been instrumental of bringing like-minded people together and just you know i got a lot of new friends through them and they may not necessarily have every single person wanting to become passive investor and investment syndications but you know i met a lot of folks in other fields of real estate and uh, i made a lot of new friends and we get together we, we've gone to conferences together with some of the folks and we learn from each other there are certain aspects of real estate investing where people can learn from one, one another even if they're not within the same field for instance let's say um in one of the meetups we had a contractor present and he was talking on the latest trends and renovations and while his uh, main asset is doing single family flips. Uh, 
the, the renovation components he was touching upon are equally applicable to apartment buildings because you know if uh, uh, certain tiles are common today in in single families they will be common in apartment buildings as well so that's why I think it's it's good to be well versed in real estate and investing in general. Um, and it, it's good to bring people from other fields and industries to learn from one another, to support one another, and to grow with one another. And I feel like by uh, offering every real estate investor an opportunity to join my meetups in New York and New Jersey, um, I'm helping more and more people get um, a better understanding of real estate and become better investors and get to their end goal, which is financial freedom and become financially independent. I love your basis in trying to help people. I mean, that's, that's the you. best way to come from is to just come from the place that you're going to help. You're going to add value to other people's lives. So on that note, who is someone you admire or look up to real estate or personal family friends? It doesn't matter. But somebody that you look up to that's helped you along the way. Uh, I, I throughout my life and career, I've had a lot of people help and admire. I mean, my family members have been very helpful and instrumental in supporting me. Uh, so I'm very grateful to uh, my mom, my husband, my kids, everyone helping me throughout uh, my career in general. In terms of a business person that I look up to, I would say. Warren Buffett. Um, I follow him a lot. I, I read a lot of books on Warren Buffett and I follow his way of investing and I admire how he had progressed throughout his investment career and I am definitely grateful for um, you know all the teaching that uh, he shared with others and uh, that whom I follow the most I would say. So if, there, if there's a new investor listening to this what's, yeah. what's an actual step they can take today to get started in real estate? As an active investor or passive investor? Your call. Um, I guess uh, regardless whether they want to be active or passive, I would say step number one is to get educated. Uh, I think it's absolutely essential for anyone in the business. Uh, in order to take action, they have to understand what they're doing. So getting education through books, podcasts, and pure networking by talking to other like-minded investors uh, will help them tremendously. So I'd say that that should be step number one. And, and for those interested, I have a whole library of books that I recommend that I can share uh, um, you know, in your podcast with people if they, if they want to see their books uh, that I personally read and recommend to others. And those books are not just in real estate investing. Like I said, they're also in personal development and include a lot of great authors such as Napoleon Hill, Grant Cardone, Warren Buffett, and so forth. So give us your top three books. Uh, um, I would say Think and Grow Rich. Uh, obviously, the Purple Book. Everyone likes Robert Kiyosaki, so I can't skip on that. And uh, the third book would be 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Great books, Great all of them. Yeah. Um, so do you have a morning routine? What is it? Uh, Yes, I have read Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod, and that's another great book that, you know, I, I know you said top three, but I, I love Hal. I listen to his podcast almost daily, and I established my own routine that's based on his Miracle Morning routine, which includes exercising, 
priming, which is a modification of uh, meditation that's done by Tony Robbins. So after I attended Tony Robbins' event, I um, got really excited about priming, and that's what I've been doing all along, um, taking a cold shower and then off to an action. That's awesome. Nice. Do you have some words you live by? I, I'd say that I would probably go back to um, Warren Buffett and use the words that I wrote on my business card. And that would be Warren Buffett's quote. And it says that someone is sitting in the shade today because someone else had planted a tree a long time ago. That's the word that I would say. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. So if there's, if there's a investor out there or anybody out there that wants to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Sure. They can reach me through my website, which is samofinancial.com or through email, which is alina at .com, or through my phone with a call in me or texting me, which is listed on my website. That's awesome. And of course, the power of passive investing uh, meetups, you can find meetup.com, uh, New Jersey, New York, if you're in the area, highly recommend. Yes. Thank you, Jason. Thanks. Thank you so much, Alina, for coming on. It's been, it's been a pleasure to have you. This is the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason Keeley. Thank you again to Lena. And thank, thank you, you. To all of you for coming on. So grateful. Thank you, Jason and Peely, for having me. Great to be here. Thanks a lot. It's been awesome. Thank you, Alina. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.